Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Got a love quandary? Head to my website, shallonlester.com, to get connected and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shalloners, and happy Shalentine's Day. Now, the rest of the world might be celebrating Valentine's Day today, but we are not the rest of the world, are we? No, we are superior. We are smart. We are woke. We are confident. We are alpha females. And therefore, we rise above the Whitman Sampler Russell Stover holiday of Valentine's Day into a new level of self-awareness and learning and growth. And today, we're going to break down some of your Valentine's Day horror stories. And oh, Lord have mercy, do we have some. But first, yeah, let's relax. (sighs) We're going to take our deep breath. We're going to roll our shoulders back, drop them down, elongate that neck. Take a nice deep breath into your belly and hold in through the nose and out through the mouth. Relax your ears, take the tongue off the roof of your mouth, get comfy, get in a comfy, cozy place, right? One more deep breath in, one. Yeah, oh yeah, time to roast some fuckboys. But I think you guys are gonna sense a theme in some of these, which is not just men suck, I mean they do, God knows that they do, but we suck too, in that, In so many of these stories, we kind of like saw that it was coming or we feel complicit in this heartbreak because we dialed down our standards or sometimes this happened and we didn't dump the guy right away. We stayed with them and we look back and we're just like, oh my God. I shared my own Valentine's Day horror stories because I told you I've gotten dumped on not one, but two consecutive V-Days. That's on my YouTube channel. Should be up in a few hours if you're listening like super early when this podcast hit the airwaves. Might not be up yet, but don't worry. It's coming. And we shared some uh, Valentine's horror stories on there. Some, oh my God. I mean, they are, they involve pregnancy tests. They're doozies. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Let's just go through this. Oh my God, these are so bad. So Lori said, Valentine's evening, 2008, on our way to dinner, when my live-in boyfriend of three years, over three years, says he will need to end our evening early so he can give a female coworker a ride home. Yes, he was cheating. Oh my God. Oh, it's the balls, the balls on that guy. You can't even push your mistress off on Valentine's Day. Like, ladies... If he is doing anything, literally anything else on Valentine's Day, he is cheating on you. He's cheating on you. Unless you're, it's like his mom is in the hospital, you know exactly where his punk ass is. He's at work, he's working a shift, whatever. If he's like, oh, I gotta go do something else. Nope, nope. And I've heard this many times, many times. I think there was even like a celebrity who did this, who like 
ended the night early with their fiance so they could go be with the side chick. It's literally disgusting. And don't accept these excuses because what do you think a guy's going to say? Hey, uh, Laura, I got to go cheat on you. So can we just like skip dessert? Cause I got to go get my dick sucked by someone else. Probably not girl. Probably not. So I know it's hard in the moment to be like, wow, this is ultra fucked up, but try. And we have to get better at that. And we get better at that by listening to our intuition, right? Because that's the thing that's like red flag. And I read a quote the other day that said, to a person wearing rose colored glasses, red flags just look like flags. I was like, oh my God. Rose colored glasses, if you're, if maybe English isn't your first language, it's like, it means that you're looking at everything through this filter of optimism and usually desperation. Like, I'm sure this is fine. No, this is fine. Rose colored glasses, it's all fine. Take them off and see what color flag you're actually looking at. Julie said, a boyfriend once bought me fake roses from the dollar store because, quote, flowers this time of year are expensive. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? If a man isn't going to spend money on you, he's not going to spend time on you. He's not going to spend empathy on you. I don't believe that she came home to this guy when she had a bad day and he's like, the world stops. I'm listening. And we know that that's the number one qualifier of a healthy relationship, right? Studies show that that is the foundation of a healthy relationship. If I'm in pain, the world stops. He listens. A dude who's buying you fake ass flowers from the dollar store isn't doing that. And I get people are poor, you know, like I, I've been there. You've probably been there. I get it. It's not about what the gift is. It's about intention, you know? And had he come to her with those ratty ass flowers and said something like, you, your beauty is eternal and I wanted you to have flowers that will never fade either. He could have dressed it up in something fun, you know, in something cute and complimentary and put a positive spin on it. And she would have seen through the truth. Like, he, But she didn't say he couldn't afford better. It was that he was cheap. Oh, it's expensive. You know what I want you to do? I want you guys to sit down today in a moment of repose, maybe skip that meeting at work and assign a dollar value to all the shit you do in bed. How much your blowjob's worth? I think the going rate for like a like a low-end hooker is probably 50 bucks for a blowjob. I'm pretty sure yours are worth more. Mine are like $10,000. They're like $75,000. They're like ex- extremely expensive. You know? And then ask yourself, then add it up. Add up over the last month, the dollar value of what you have given a man sexually. Just sexually. Just sexually. Don't even factor in what you've spent on yourself to be sexually desirable. The waxing, the push-up bras, the toothbrush, because hey, you brush your teeth, right? The gynecological exams, the manicures. How about, oh, I don't know, your education so that you're not a dipshit sitting across the table from someone. You have something interesting to say. How about that trip you went on last summer? That was cool, diversified you, you know, made you more cosmopolitan. And what about your non-sexual things that don't necessarily have a dollar value? Your empathy, your time. Have you ever cooked him dinner? Have you ever listened to a boring bullshit story about his family or his work when he's pouring his guts out? There's people who get paid to do that. They're called therapists. I get paid to do that. I don't do that shit for free. So if a man isn't willing to spend money on you, that means he doesn't value what you give to him. You have a dollar value of zero in his eyes. Or you have a dollar value of, I don't know, six at the dollar store for fake roses. Because that's probably what he got. He probably didn't get you like, you know, six dozen roses. He probably got you six. So think of how insulting that is. Really let it sink in. And we don't want to let an insulting feeling sink in, do we? It's uncomfortable. It's painful. 
but we need to because we got to walk in the light of the truth about how someone views us. Where we are, are we actually on the clearance rack? Is that how they see us? With a price tag and there's that ratty red sticker over it, on sale, clearance. At that end cap at Target with all the other hodgepodge things that are on clearance. I love that end cap. I go to Target and I'm like, yes, tell me what I need. You know, like weird fish oil supplements. What do they do? I don't know. I have to have them. They're $1.49. So if you feel like you're on the clearance rack, (laughs) no. Take out the trash. Okay, we have another one. I mean... We've got over 100. I'm not going to go through 100, but we got a lot. So she says, I have not one but two dumped stories. Oh, God. I was dating a guy for six weeks. We spent every weekend together after work, Friday until Sunday after dinner. I'd met all of his friends and stuff, so it wasn't like he was embarrassed of me. But a few days before Valentine's Day during our night, our now like nightly calls, I'd mentioned I'd woken up with a cold sore and I, and I said I couldn't stand them. You know, like I hate having cold sores. He said he's never had one before in his entire life. And I said, lucky guy, or something like that. Then we went on with our two-hour phone call. That year, Valentine's Day was on a Friday, which was when he would usually call and ask where I wanted to go out to dinner and stuff like that. He'd usually call me around 4 p.m. at work. Friday rolls around, no call at work. I get home, no message on the machine, nothing. So at 8 p.m., my best friend calls me to ask what he was doing for Valentine's Day. I apparently said, or I said apparently nothing because I haven't heard from him. So after she gasped and made the appropriate mean comments about what a D-bag he was, she's like, okay, let's go out. So we go to our regular Friday night bar, having a good time. About an hour later, as I'm getting a drink at the bar, I look across the bar and there was the guy I had been dating. There was my fucking boyfriend talking to another girl. He sees me watching him from across the bar and he waves to me. He like, oh my God, he waved to her like, oh, hey. I turned away and then he came over acting like, hey, what are you doing here? I turned my back on him again. He comes to the other side and is like, what's wrong? I turned away again. And then he says, you're not mad at me, are you? We've only been dating for six weeks. You're not my Valentine yet. Oh my God. I'm, I got like this nausea in my stomach reading that. You're not my Valentine yet. Add up that blowjob cost. Add it up. Girl. Are you making your list? Make your list. Write it in pen. Write it in Sharpie. So by this point, all of his friends had come over to join my group. So as my guy was groveling, he finally said, okay, you want the truth? You told me you had a cold sore. I've never had one and I never want to get one. I didn't want to see you this weekend because I didn't want to get your mouth cooties. Mouth cooties. These are words he said. Oh my God. We've talked about herpes I think before on this site have we on the podcast I don't know but you know what let's talk about it now because I get a lot of questions for you guys mean like I have cold sores or I have like genital herpes or whatever and look look I think like 60% of the population has it it's really not that big of a deal I don't think I mean it's like anything else if it's managed like if you're taking your medicine and whatever and dude People take medicine for all sorts of stuff. Are you like repulsed by someone who's diabetic? Are you like, ew, with your weird needles and your fingers stick? Get the fuck out of here. Bodies are not perfect, okay? And I just, I love it. I love it when men are disgusted by our bodies. Oh, oh, you're disgusted by our bodies. You are literally covered in hair. 
everywhere I turn, little brown hairs everywhere. They're all over the place. You smell, you're probably like gross and dumpy. Like your men are disgusting. Like they're not exactly a box of kittens. You know what I mean? Don't even get me started with their penis looks like. It's violent. It's medieval. It's horrifying. So when they come down on us on our bodies, when, oh, don't worry, all of society does 24 hours a day anyway, are there like male, feminine, or masculine hygiene sprays? No, there's not. There's not. And you know what? Wieners don't smell great. It's not like a box of dryer sheets down there. It's not great. But women have to smell like a fucking spring meadow. I don't want my vagina to smell like rain. She's fine the way she is. If you don't like it, maybe you're a homosexual. Like literally, maybe. If you don't like the smell of vaginas, you are a homosexual. And that's great. There's options out there for you, but it ain't me, boy. It ain't me. So, oh my God, this guy makes me sick. Like, ugh. I Look, I wouldn't want to get a cold sore either. I've never had one either. And like, okay, you can just maybe have that conversation and not make someone feel like they have the black plague. And also don't take somebody else out on Valentine's Day. And did you see how this guy was gaslighting her? Like, hey, you're not my Valentine yet. Like, oh, so it's her fault. Like, ugh, disgusting. I hope someone gave him like syphilis. I do. You know what? I stand by that. I do. It's the only weapon some people have. Okay, number two, because she's got two stories. I tried the online dating thing after my husband and I separated and he was talking. Oh, I'm sorry. And I was talking to this guy. <laughs> Hopefully he wasn't talking to guy. You never know. And I was talking to this guy who was just saying all the right words, paying so much attention to me. I now say that he was love bombing me, but he lived out of town and we'd met several times. And besides the fact that his pictures on the dating site were 15 years old, I already liked him, so I really didn't care that much. So Valentine's Day weekend rolls around, and he was coming to town to spend a weekend with me. So that Friday at work, I was getting all excited to see him, and I went on my Facebook, and I checked out his wall, which I hadn't been looking at for a few days, and there were all these flirty messages on his wall between him and some chick who apparently he was with all week long. On the wall! He said he would miss her this weekend and how great she was and couldn't wait to spend more time with her. And she said the same thing back. It was beyond ridiculous, mortifying, and humiliating. On the wall. Like, can you people exchange phone numbers? What the fuck? I happen to see, I happen to see this as he was on a bus from Toronto to my town. And I know he didn't have any data on his phone at the time. This dude sounds poor. And I was supposed to be picking him up at the bus station. So at first I wasn't going to, but then I thought, no, screw him. So I picked him up. I was very cold and we went back to my place he proceeded to drink a 24 of beer. I prefer to read that as 24 beers, so we're going to go. He drank 24 beers, got plastered, and passed out. So I took that time to go on Facebook and said pretty much the same thing to him on his wall as he had said to the other chick, something like, I'm so glad you're here with me for Valentine's Day, baby. You're awesome. I can't imagine my life without you. I'm just watching you sleep right now. <laughs> this is incredible. And you look so peaceful. Men also look peaceful when they're dead. Keep that in mind. Can't wait for you to be with me always. Love you. <laughs> so good. <laughs> like the pettiness that I'm here for. Well, after he woke up from his drunken gift of passing out on me for Valentine's Day, he checks his Facebook and the girl had lost her mind on him. I had packed all of his crap with a copy of the blue book from AA. Oh my God. This is too much. And said, you might want to take a cab to see your girlfriend, you piece of shit. See you later, loser. The best part was he got mad at me for saying something on his wall. I'm glad I found out sooner than later. Fun. <laughs> oh, God. I 
I'm sorry. I, I'm crying. I'm crying. This is so fucking gnarly. Like, uh. the lesson here is like she said, love bombing. And when we encounter people who come on that strong, we think, oh my God, we're so special. We're not. I mean, we are. We're special snowflakes. We're all wonderful, magical, and unique. But in these instances, no, we're not. Because if a guy comes on ultra strong when he really has like no data points about you, like he doesn't know you, you know, but it's like, I'm obsessed with you. And he love bombs you like that. He's doing it to everyone. He's carpet bombing. That's the thing. He it, He's not ultra picky. And you know how we know this? Because we see girls do this. I guarantee you've had a friend. Maybe you've been the friend. I know I have. And you know how we know that? We've had friends like this. Maybe we've been the friend like this. I mean, I know I have. Where you're basically desperate. Like you are the director casting the role of boyfriend from your life. And you will take literally anyone who walks through that door. Everyone I met was the greatest love of my life until he inevitably got super creeped out by how desperate I was and then moved on. And then the next guy I met was the love of my life. Oh my God, I can't live without him. And if you ask me like basic things about why I like these guys, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. It just, well, he likes me and he exists as a human man. He's a bipedal uh, homo sapien living in my vicinity. Like the bar was low. And so we have to look at that behavior reciprocally because it happens with men. Like they act like this too. And it's so gross. Like it's so off-putting. And the reason we hate it is because it reminds us of our own behavior. But at first we don't hate it. We love it. We like, we love that feeling of being swept away. Do you know that the number one reason women get pregnant and not like an unplanned pregnancy, they call it the swept away complex. I just didn't want to interrupt the moment and get the condom. I just wanted to be swept away. Like when I'm like fantasizing about a boy, Jason Momoa, it's like I don't even fantasize about like taking our clothes. It's just like somehow we have sex with our clothes on. Because like even in the fantasy, you don't want to disrupt the action with like, and then he had to take his socks off and I had to like scoot to the edge of the bed and like peel off my leg and see so had to pull one leg. It's like that's unsexy. Swept away. And that happens emotionally too. So when you feel that kind of out of control feeling, like we were talking about earlier, you have to listen to your intuition. And you're not going to be able to listen to your intuition if you aren't practiced at it. It's like a muscle, you know? And you can't just use it once when you absolutely need it. You got to work it all the time so it's ready to go. So practice listening to your intuition in a variety of ways. If you see someone on the subway, you're like, I don't want to stand next to them. It doesn't matter if you're like, oh, don't be prejudiced. Don't be, don't assume things. Just get the fuck away from them. A lot of polite women are dead. Okay? If there's a friend, you're like, I don't want to tell her things about my life. You don't need a whole end, a whole filing cabinet of evidence to justify a boundary you're putting up or some distance or just a conclusion. You're like, nope, this isn't for me. The other day I was like, walking to the subway or something like down and I live in a really safe really cute neighborhood and I was gonna walk down a street and I was like don't go down that street it was just like this impulse and I usually walk down it I was, I was like make a left don't don't walk down that street I was like you're being weird and I almost was like just go down the street and I'm like no that's my intuition I don't know what's down there but I, I made the left and I turned and you know what I heard coming from that street a screech a tire screech and I'm not saying I would have like gotten, you know, run over by a car, but maybe it would have startled me and I would have dropped my phone or my iced tea. And it's like, 
it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to result in catastrophe for you to be like, nope, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to the higher power that has kept my line, my genetic line alive for tens of thousands of years or however old humanity. It's old, right? Like we didn't get here by being stupid. But we, uh, we repress that because we think, well, you know, my gosh, we're desperate. We got to take whatever we can get from this guy, even though the way he's acting feels like I'm in a car that's out of control. It shouldn't feel like that. Yeah, love should kind of sweep you up and you should just like, you know, be super focused and super happy, but you shouldn't feel super just out of control. And that feeling in the pit of your stomach, you're like, ah, like I wish I had a break I could pump. No. That's not you being closed off or cynical. That's you being a judicious person who has been alive for thousands of years and the lessons of your ancestors are telling you this. So you listen, girl. I had an on-again, off-again boyfriend in my early 20s for a good two years. Ugh, I hate those situationships. It was interesting because we were somehow always broken up on Valentine's Day, Christmas, or any major holiday. Hmm... How interesting. Once we finally broke up for good, he posted him celebrating Christmas with his new girlfriend like he was the type to be into posting celebrations like that, which he was not. He posted her all the time. It really bothered me for the longest time. And now that I watch your videos about g Easy and Vanessa Hudgens, it made me think he might not have been over the breakup and he was trying to overcompensate. All in all, it feels degrading when you have a boyfriend and you don't even know if you should expect anything for Valentine's Day. Looking back on it, that was because... Looking back, excuse me, that was on me because why in the world would anyone stay in such an unpredictable relationship? Oh, yes, yes. You know my new motto. If it's fragile, let it break. If bringing up Valentine's Day is giving you hives because you think a guy's going to freak the fuck out, let him freak out. You need to walk in the light of the truth on who this person is. I almost said who you're dating, but I got news for you. You're not dating him. If you can't talk to him about a holiday without fear, he's going to be like, you know, it's, it's a bullshit holiday. It's a bullshit holiday. Nah, I don't want to do anything. Uh, I might be busy. Do you honestly think that you can't do any better than that? I mean, really, if you, if the answer is no, I cannot do any better than that. You're wrong. I, I believe people are entitled to their opinion, but you are not because you are completely wrong. You can do, of course you can do better than that. Do you think your friends can do better than that? Yeah. Do you think I deserve better than that? Yeah. So you're somehow exempt from this? No, girl. You're the rule. You're not the exception. You are the rule that you deserve a good thing. But you can't find a good thing if you settle for a bad thing. This is just the most basic logic in the world, and yet we lose so much sight of it, myself included, when you're in a relationship. Because it's like, ugh, what am I going to do? Go out and find someone new? Yes! Yes, that... Yeah, that's exactly what you're going to go do. You're going to go find somebody new. Cowboy the fuck up. And like, this is the common refrain from, from shitty dudes. It's like, it's just a commercial holiday. So is your birthday, my dude. Right? Oh, birthdays. Every single person has one. Do you think you're special? You're not. And when he says, I don't believe in Valentine's Day, what he means is, let me translate this for you. I don't believe in showing you you're special. Because you're kind of not. I'm cheap and I don't believe you deserve my money. Have you made your blowjob price list yet? Have you made it yet? Feel free to make it. I don't need to show you you're special. And the subtext there is, because what the fuck are you going to do? Are you going to leave? No. 
you're not. And if you do, I don't care. So which of these guys would you like him to be? The guy who is so, so like firm in his belief that you have no self-esteem or standards that you're not going to leave just because he won't deem to get you a card and some roses and to take you to dinner and just show some appreciation for you, you know? Or would you like him to be the guy that doesn't care if you leave? I mean, I don't know, man. Those both sound pretty crappy. Pretty crappy. And like I said, you have to walk in the light of the truth on who these people are. Because you deserve better. But you aren't going to find it if you don't clear out that space. You know? You're just not. And you deserve it. So let's do one more. Okay. Last one. Valentine's Day 2019 was the one year anniversary of my grandfather's death. Oh, I told my boyfriend that I would spend the day with my mom, but we could do something to celebrate another day. The following day, I went to his house and brought him some homemade brownies. When I gave them to him, he looked at me and said, what are these for? I said, happy Valentine's Day. He said, oh, okay. And chucked them in his fridge without so much as a thank you. He hadn't planned anything for a date and hadn't gotten me a gift in return. I wasn't upset about his lack of effort because I love Valentine's Day. I was upset because he knew what a bad day I would have had the day before and had the perfect opportunity to try to cheer me up and he chose not to take it. I'm glad you use, you, bleh, I'm glad you used the word chose because he made a choice. And so much of the time, we like to give guys a pass for an excuse for their behavior. What do you guys have to comment on my Instagram recently? Like, you know, if a guy withholds affection, because it was about the video, how to make a guy more romantic. If he, if he isn't romantic, you know, is, does that mean he's a covert narcissist? And I'm like, you know what? Who gives a shit? Who cares? So much of the time, we as women, we get caught up in like diagnosing these people. Ooh, like, well, let's figure it out. Let's get to the puzzle. I'm very guilty of this because I'm fascinated by psychology. Obviously, it's what my whole channel is rooted in. So I'm like a diagnoser. But when we do that, we plug into the problem. We worship the problem more because we use our wonderful mind and our empathy and our problem-solving skills to dig into someone who does not care. And who, who cares why he doesn't care? I use this example all the time, the talking dog. The talking dog. You can ask a dog a question. Hey, noodles, what time is it? You can demand it. Noodles, what time is it? Noodles, can you, can you please just tell me what time that is? I have to go to work. You can ask that dog however many ways you want. Noodles is never going to answer you. She's not because she can't. And you don't sit there agonizing over why Noodles can't answer you. Is it her voice box? Is it her brain? You're just like, well, she can't. I don't know. Like I'm, So I'm not even going to ask. I'm going to move on with my life and move on to someone who is on my level and can give me what I need and tell me what time it is. Why don't we do that with people? Why can we not diagnose someone as a noodles? Hey, that boy's a noodles. And the level he's operating on now is either as high as he can go or as much as he's willing to give. And that is what it is. Walk in the light of that truth. So yeah, this dude made a choice to not care about his girlfriend on a day that was hard for her and a day that was all about love. What a fucking layup this dude had, right? Like, if you wanted to impress a woman, I mean, this is just gift wrap for you. Like, 
So easy, so easy. And never let a guy say, you're hard to buy gifts for. You know what? Girls aren't. We're not hard to buy. I am the easiest girl to buy a gift for. I like things that are pink and usually fluffy. I like chocolate and champagne and room service and revenge. Very easy. You could send me a picture of you beating up my enemy. I would be delighted. I like strippers, oiled up titties. Very easy to buy a gift for. And I have a feeling you have a pretty well-formed personality too. You probably like all sorts of things, right? And if not, if he doesn't know, what an opportunity to find out. But again, look at that gaslighting. Uh, I don't know. You're hard to buy gifts for. No, 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 my dude. You're the one who's deficient. You're the one who's opaque and broken. Not us. Not us. So just come clean. Just say, hey, I don't care. I don't want to buy you a gift. I don't give a shit, whatever. And be on your way. So in conclusion, I want this to be a Valentine's Day where we stop making excuses for boys and we stop making excuses for ourselves about why we're letting these people in our lives because we deserve better. Oh no, I don't have a boyfriend on Valentine's Day. Who cares? Literally, oh my God, who cares? Get a vibrator and get some candy and eat it yourself. And on February 15th, you are not going to feel this bad. And so you shouldn't feel bad on February 14th. Check out my Galentine's Day. Oh, oh no. My Shalentine's Day playlist. Oh, Amy Poehler, what have you done? Shalentine's Day playlist on my YouTube channel for videos on how to spice up your relationship, how to be happy single, how to get a guy to be more thoughtful, and of course, my own Valentine's Day horror stories and some more that we didn't get to here on the channel. And just want to remind you guys, I'm now on Cameo. So if you want a fun shout out for a friend, a pep talk for yourself, if you want me to break up with a fuckboy for you or call him out, Find me on Cameo, I'm Shallon XO, and book a shout out with me right away. I'll see you later, Shalloners.